My name is Rufilo Sekhoi, and you're listening to The Breakthrough Sessions, a podcast for students created by a student. Because when you're in a bind, who better to assist than someone who's walked in your shoes? I am a movement, and I invite you. Whether you feel lost, broken, or pretty cool, all are invited, but there's a lot to do. So grab a drink and settle in. Let me help you find your breakthrough. Welcome to the mid-season finale episode of the Breakthrough Sessions podcast. I'm your host, Rifilwe Sore. I'm so delighted that you've dedicated time out of your day towards listening to this episode in pursuit towards finding your breakthrough. In this episode, I had Emmanuel K.S. Bope on. Just a little bit about Emmanuel. He's currently a third-year University of the Witzwaterstrand medical student and the business owner of Q Fitness. Emmanuel was born and raised in Joburg within a Congolese household, which is why his home language is French. And he's proud of both his origins and looking forward to making an impact in most African countries. Our episode was full of so much insights from his experience with starting a business while being in varsity and the successes and pitfalls of that. His six-year journey into getting into medicine and his experiences with failure once he got into medicine, how he learned lessons from that experience, how he was encouraged to quit and pursue another career path, but still fought for his passion and fought to stay in medicine, and so much more. I chose to keep this episode as my mid-season finale break because of the resiliency and perseverance of the story that Emmanuel shared. The fact that he was put through trial after trial after trial, but still kept fighting. He didn't falter. Well, he didn't falter for long. (laughs) And he picked himself up and kept it moving. Even in the midst of of all that, it's quite easy as a student to just feel like, you know, you're in the wrong path, or maybe this is not where you belong, or maybe you made a mistake. But also showing that if you're passionate about something, it will push you through. And holding on to that passion, even in the midst of the darkness, is what will help you rise above it and when you finally do get to where you want to be it makes all of that worth it so it was really a beautiful inspiring episode filled with so much just so much positivity and really amazing gems that i hope that you guys do enjoy so without further ado and for the last time for a while here is our conversation Hey, Emmanuel, how are you? Hey, Rufilo, I'm doing very well, how are you? I'm great, thank you so much for asking. Uh, So just for our listeners out there, would you mind just sharing a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you grew up, if you have any passions or hobbies, and what you're currently studying? Right, so my name is Emmanuel K.S. Pope. Um, I'm currently a third-year medical student at Wits University, and um, I, I'm born and raised in South Africa, Johannesburg, 
but my origin hails from DRC Congo. So yeah, I'm French speaking, but um, um besides that, <laughs> uh, my passions would be people. Um, and if I can go a bit deeper, the the two things that I feel that I'm most passionate about with people is health. Um, and that's why I pursued medicine, but also business. Um, I like just how you interact with people um, on a commercial level. So yeah, that would be my passions. All right, very interesting, very different <laughs> medicine or rather health on the one side and then the business, but definitely can merge the two. So I get where your thinking is from there. Let's also get a little bit into why you chose to study medicine, because there was also a whole other story before uh, medicine, but we'll get into more detail on that. But why why medicine? Why was that the thing that you wanted to pursue? Um, so that's a question that, funny enough, I don't get asked a lot. Uh, many people okay. see me and they, they say, yeah, it suits you. You should be a doctor. I can see you with scrubs and everything, <laughs> which is great. But I always do appreciate um, questions that are a bit on a deeper level like this. And um, my why would be because um, with all that I do, um, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man of service, if that's what I can say. And it has translated even in my businesses. Um, the businesses that I have run are service industry companies. But um, just to answer your question specifically, um, in terms of just performing, not performing, but in terms of uh, rendering a service, I do feel that health is is the most important, in my opinion. I think when someone is sick, they are at their most vulnerable, and I'm able to connect with people even when they're at their most vulnerable and even counsel people. Um, so it's something that I feel comes naturally to me, but obviously there's a lot of work that needs to be done. There's a lot of studying, and I'm always inquisitive. I always want to know and understand systems, especially the body the body specifically and so yeah that's why I chose medicine out of all all the other passions that I could have chosen mm, okay yeah that's very interesting and um just the way that you I guess dissect no pun intended <laughs> um <laughs> that it, it also I guess takes me to where I would also then see why other people see that it suits you <laughs> But then, obviously, medicine was not an easy road to get to. There was a whole other story that took a whole six years to get into. And without getting into the actual specifics, um, you started applying to medicine and metric, and then you got rejected. And then yes. um, you did biomedical sciences, and then applied again That's and got correct. rejected. <laughs> and then you did your honors in pharmacology, applied again and got rejected. And then yeah. you did your postgrad diploma in management and then applied again. And finally you got in. Sure. When I yes. heard that, I was like, <laughs> yo, how do you, how do you have the will to keep going? And um, I think it takes a very, very passionate person who is very sure of what they want to do to keep at it. And I really commend you for that. But yeah, I really want to know so why. Much. Sure thing. I really want to know why did you keep applying? Um, 
reason why I kept applying is because I couldn't imagine myself pursuing any other career. Mm. Uh, I when I think of business, I don't so much think of it as a career. If I'm being honest, mm. I do think of it more as a as a hobby that I take very seriously. But um, in terms of a if you want to call it a nine to five, even though the hours are a bit more. Um, in terms of a nine to five, I only saw myself doing or being a doctor and being in the hospital. Um, so I guess uh, I just didn't want to give up on that and, and how I saw my future. Um, and I, I do feel that there's a lot of people around me that just contributed to me um, just keeping that passion alive, you know, mm. mainly my family, my parents, my siblings. Um, and also just my close network of of friends. Mm, yeah, your story is quite aspirational. I think there's a lot of people who are going to hear it and be like, if he can do it and he's willing to keep on putting in the effort, then what's to stop me from doing it? So yeah, I appreciate you for having that tenacity. And obviously, like you said, it wasn't something that you did alone, um, but also that support system that got you to where you are. And obviously now you managed to do it. And I think when you finally got in, the it just felt so amazing that not to say that it cancels out everything else that you did but it makes it makes it almost worth it so yeah I think that's pretty that's pretty inspirational yeah so um throughout that whole journey I'm sure there were moments when there were people who would tell you listen maybe just move on from this maybe you weren't meant to do this maybe you were even told to quit or encouraged to take another career path I just want to know, how did you block out the noise in favor of fighting for your dream? Um, I really like that saying, just blocking out the noise. Mm. I think um, in order to to achieve anything great, you need to develop that skill. But um, the key word is develop the skill. Uh, you, you're not necessarily born with uh, the skill of blocking out noise. Mm. And many times things can get to you. And many times... Um, things that people said did get to me and I internalized it and from time to time I did um, believe that maybe maybe I might need to reconsider or think of something else but Mm. something very deep down inside of me just kept it just kept that faith alive I think I think it has to do with my belief system yeah I'm a Christian I'm a proud Christian I believe Mm. in God I believe in um his favor his mercy and i also just believe that uh, I'm, I'm special in my own way so i think every single one is special in their own way you just need mm-hmm. to find it and and hold on to that you know mm-hmm. so for me i learned to block out the noise very later on um yeah very later on and it has helped me quite a lot because even being in medicine right now it still has been challenging even though it has been quite interesting quite rewarding it has been challenging so I still have to block out the noise from time to time now yeah it's like what you said in the beginning about developing that skill once you've developed the skill it's not just you've developed it and that's it now you just put it in the back of your mind or you carry it with you wherever you go it's a constant improving of that set skill 
and it's not it's not hard to believe that you still obviously do think about or reconsider or had reconsidered um, if this was even for you but for the mere fact that you wake up every single day and you put in the effort to attend a lecture or to study or to prep for an exam shows that you still want this and I feel like as long as you still want it it should like cancel out whatever else whatever other opinions other people have and whatever beliefs they think they have of you so yeah it's good that you've got your faith as almost a central point and the fact that you put in the effort every single day to keep going and then obviously developing that skill still shows that no matter what happens you will get to where you, you'll get to achieve that goal 100 percent so let's actually unpack a little bit more um, of your journey, particularly the instances where you had experienced failure. Um, so you failed yeah. your first year um, coming into varsity, which I'm not sure if that's a story that you share a lot about. The story that became viral was when you um, touched on a little bit of your struggle points, obviously, of getting into medicine. And then also your yeah. video that you shared on how you felt third year. So I'm eager to know how, what actually led you to failing in first year and then what led you to then failing in third year. First year being first year in VITS and then third year in medicine. Um, so, yeah, first year biomedical science. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit embarrassing, but um, I think I think it's worth sharing because... I can relate to to many people's situations and and I, I think the fact that I'm relatable, um, it will be easier for me to get through to certain individuals, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, as much as I was, I was, um, I just had so many aspirations and I had these big dreams, my work ethic did not match the dreams that I had. And so first year, to be honest, was one of the the most fun years of my life um it was just i almost felt like i was in a circus you know getting into varsity (laughs) meeting so many people having so many friends in inverted commas (laughs) Mm. and um just just getting to um understand and you know getting get into the varsity lifestyle um so I think I took I took it a bit too far in the mm. sense that I prioritized having fun and and being with friends um over actually taking my studies seriously. And so yeah, like I said, my work ethic didn't match the dreams and aspirations that I had. And so I found myself writing like three subs um mm. and yeah, ended up ended up passing two and then I failed the one but I had already failed another course so I ended up repeating two two subjects but when I was repeating those two subjects I actually got to learn quite a lot because I mean I got through the work I I performed really well but at the same time that's when I got to working outside of school um I was doing a lot of um, these promo jobs. That's why I got to network quite a lot, understand um, the business industry because I didn't used to just do the work that needed to be done. I I would want to have not only a surface level understanding, but just um, an overall understanding of how everything comes together. So 
uh, just asking a lot of questions with the managers. And that is actually the year that I started my, my business. Um, the first company, which was HDM Tutors. So yeah, it was, an, it was a really interesting journey. It's funny how the failure actually led to a, a blessing, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's what happened with the first year failure. Mm. There's something so special about the year after you failed where well for me because I failed in first year as well um, and I studied accounting sciences and then I failed the only year module that we had in first year so it added a year so when I had to repeat it then in 2016 I couldn't do all the second year modules because it blocked the core um, second year modules but instead of having yeah so instead of having about I think eight modules I had four yeah four plus the one that I was repeating And that year was also a blessing because I had so much extra time for one and I could properly give my all to the modules that I had at that time, including the one that I failed. And like you said, I also learned so much, not just about the module itself, but about myself. And then um, when I got into then second year, third year, but second year in the degree in 2017, that's where I experienced my second and third failures your modules again, gosh, which added another year. But it was that year in particular and then the year after, 2017, 2018, that changed my life forever. 2018 in particular was the year where I realized so many things about myself as a person. Um, But I I realized that I could take a lot more than I thought I could. I realized what was for me and what wasn't for me. And Mm. once I actually, I like to think of it as like my eyes were wide open. So I was sleeping up until end of 2017. And then 2018, my eyes were like fully open and I was awake. My whole life changed. It really, really changed. And that's when I had the idea to want to share my story. And that's when I had the idea that um, researching into starting a podcast. And that's when I listened, started listening to more to to podcasts. And I just, it it was was life-changing. And it was in the failure, like you said well rather after the failure that really my whole life took took a turn for the best and I'm grateful for it and I'm just appreciative of the journey that I went through because I wouldn't have um, been where I am today if it wasn't for the the particularly the failure that I experienced in 2017 so can definitely relate to um, what you mentioned as well but then I I find it mm -hmm. I was just saying I think I find it quite interesting how um we we don't have obviously the same story but then there is mm. a few similarities um i just want to know because the outcome is the same in the sense that we we found um we found a way to get through the situation mm. um by helping others as well not just ourselves but even helping others um just out of interest how was your family um how did they accept the failure yeah um like what was the situation at home when you failed okay so the situation between 2015 when I failed the first time versus 2017 I think was a lot different 2015 I actually anticipated my failure uh, so it was a year module so we only wrote one exam at the end of the year in November but I could kind of already anticipate in August-ish that things were not gonna or it seemed as if things were not going to work out and it's not to say that I threw in the towel and I was like okay well that's it I still tried to give it my all but I I prepared my parents in advance 
So I sat them down and I told them this is the situation. And thankfully it wasn't a blow because they kind of knew what was happening with that module. So I told them this is the situation. This is where I think things are going. I'm obviously still gonna give my all, but if it doesn't work out, then yeah. Um, then at least you would have known ahead of time. And it's, it, and it's not like I didn't give my all. I really, really gave my all. And I think it helped that they could yeah. see it. So when the actual failure did happen, it wasn't like so much of a blow. And it was my first failure ever in my whole entire life. So they were very understanding Crazy. and very supporting, supportive rather. And um, mm. yeah, we picked up the pieces and we kept it pushing. I don't. I remember that failure. I didn't cry. I was obviously sad, mm. but I had prepared myself. I had gone to um, therapy for a good eight months for that year because of that failure. So it, I knew very, very early on that things were going left, but I knew a lot later that, okay, I mean, just start making preparation. So I was very, I was relatively prepared for when it happened, um, which I guess I'm like one of the lucky ones <laughs> because I kind of anticipated it. It was a 2017 failure that really, really took a knock to, to me and the family. Um, when I failed, especially the one, once again, I kind of saw it was happening like a month or two in advance, but the other one was more of a shock. And when they both happened, I was devastated. I, I fell apart. I got into the ugly cry, everything and anything mm. that you can imagine about how devastated I was, that that was me. Um, one thing that I actually don't tell a lot a lot of people about was I had thrown in the towel and I had lost my faith. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's ironic yes, because I lost my faith for, I have a ring that I wear with me where it has a verse, a Bible verse, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Um, I know the plans that I have for you. And I wear that ring mm. with me. I've worn it since 2016. And then when the failure happened, I, I took the ring off and I was like, I'm done. Clearly God doesn't support me. He doesn't love me. He's not here for yeah. me. And when the results came out, it was like nine o'clock in the morning. But by three o'clock, I felt some type of way like, oh my gosh, I need to, I need to put my ring back on. <laughs> so I lost my failure yeah. for like six, six hours. <laughs> and I just felt some type of way because I felt like he hadn't forsaken me. I think that's what pulled me back in. I felt the, the almost the physical pull of that ring too. Yeah. So once again, I was lucky there again, but I still had to deal with the after effects. My parents were, cool. were, oh, I know they were understanding and supportive, but I know that they also had to deal with their own kind of trauma around the situation behind the scenes. Because they told me about that a few years later, that obviously my dad was very frustrated and very disappointed. And my mom also was, she wasn't even home. So she was very sad that I had to find out when she wasn't even home. And it was a very sad situation. Um, and I could tell mm. that I think in hindsight that it was it was a blow it was it was a lot more traumatic the second time around but yeah we we get through it um the time they healed all wounds and then i actually made mm. the, the 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 decision to change my degree because i realized that accounting sciences was never even for me i think i was fighting a dream that i knew was not for me but i was very scared to make the change and what I was passionate more about was the one module in accounting sciences that I could actually do in a whole other degree that didn't inquire all the struggle of being in accounting sciences and that was financial sciences so when I made mm. the move to financial sciences that's when like 2018 happened my whole life changed and things fell into place um, and instead of doing external audit I ended up doing internal audit and that was also another kind of um, 
adjustment that my parents had to go through because now I'm changing degrees and it's so late in the game. Yeah. A lot of my peers have moved on or were, were graduating or um, entering honors. Were they entering honors? Yeah, they were entering honors. And that was also another kind of, okay, now we need to deal with that. And my parents were worried about, is this degree even something where I can get a job in? Is it something where... And obviously the financial implications as well. It was so that was very much a a a rough period in the sense that we had to. I like to say we 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 moved very violently. <laughs> it was it was quite rough. You chose violence. I chose violence, <laughs> and it hurts. <laughs> but yeah, with time, with time, everything fell into place. A lot made a made, made more sense. They could see the, the smile coming back to my face and. Um, how much more confident I felt about the degree. And it also helped tenfold that um, our lecturers were very supportive right up to honors. Um, I was able to get a job very quickly after, even in my honors year, I was able to get a job for this year quite quickly. And so then once those things kind of happened, they were a lot more, I guess, assured that I was in the yeah. right place. Yeah, so very long-winded answer <laughs> but i like yeah. i like the, the the answer and and the detail that you gave and um i think it's quite encouraging that you switched um mm. and obviously the parents were skeptical yeah. but look at you yeah. now you're part of uh, the big four <laughs> you, you're yeah. one of the big four um so that's that's quite impressive congrats to you thank you thank you so much uh yeah that helped so much and um it did. It did. Like you said, my parents were a lot more relieved. So I'm also grateful that that happened. Uh, so yeah, let's let's kind of uh, also break into your third year um, failure experience. And I also just want to ask you if you could kind of break that down as well. And particularly, what was the first feeling that you felt when you failed in third year, which is then your first official year in medicine? Yeah. So um, obviously this one is is more much more fresh. Mm. Um, the wound is still fresh, but it's 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 healing, um, almost completely healed. Um, so so yeah, I mean, it was very tricky for me. Um, I was really uh, grateful to be in medicine finally after six years of trying. Um, I did not feel that the the work was done because in all honesty, when I got in, I was working even harder than I was before. Mm. Um, really long hours. Sometimes I would do 12 hours, you know, sure. if I'm including um, lectures. Mm. Uh, so so you, you in lectures, you have a break, then you have tutorials. And then you have like, I don't know, an, another one hour break. Then you're just in the library till 10, 11 sometimes. Mm. Um, so I would go home to kind of just rest and see the family. But home was, yeah, home was literally just a resting place. School was, school became my home mm. um, until the pandemic hit. Uh, then obviously oh. everyone, everyone got back home. Um, and I don't think I can't blame my failure on the pandemic because I think at the end of the day, um, things could have still turned out the same. 
I don't like to have the victim mentality because I think mm. um, it, whether there's a pandemic or not, there'll always be failures. There'll always be people that excel. Um, that's just standard procedure, you know? And even in the pandemic, some people have gotten richer. Other people have gotten mm-hmm. poorer. I, I I don't say this. I don't say these statements um, in a naive manner. Um, I do understand that there's multiple factors that um, contribute to people passing or failing or people getting richer or poorer or getting jobs or losing jobs. Um, I'm just speaking of myself and the the mindset that I would like to adopt, you know. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, the pandemic hit and um my business brain kicked in and so i started a company called quarantine fitness but um it's it's more more known as q fitness mm-hmm. and yeah i mean we started a a fitness company it was online um initially started off with the rugby guys that i'd been playing um rugby with so the first team rugby guys um my brother um Baraka Bope as well as my sister Anna Bope um and I mean there was there was quite a few individuals that were part of the team it was crazy how it just you know kick-started but basically we started on the 30th of March last year and um less than a month in within a month we got an investor um we and then we eventually got a nutrition team because i mean we're just listening to what the clients were asking for um many of them were asking for tips with nutrition and everything so we got dietitians in the team and then eventually we we saw what what was an issue everywhere like Mm. not just in south africa but throughout the world and it was mental health and so that's mm-hmm. why we added a mental health team so we have psychologists that you can consult you know and then fast forward six months we have now a website um and you can just imagine how crazy it was because i mean i was a full-time worker in my company mm-hmm. um and to be honest school was secondary to me so so it was it was a second priority but I was also just too tired to be working on school because I'd I'd be working more than eight hours a day on quarantine fitness Um, because I mean initially I was a trainer and then as things started getting busy I I I recused myself from being a trainer and then I I just um, limited myself to managing and then eventually my brother did the same and he started managing with me um and yeah things were just moving at a very 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 fast pace and um it's almost like whenever there was an assignment that's when I remembered that I'm a med student whenever there was a (laughs) whenever there was an exam coming up that's when I remembered that oh damn I need to you know study Mm -hmm. um so I was fortunate that there were so many people helping me like in my class with um summaries and so I would literally only study from summaries I wouldn't even touch my lecture notes which I don't um, suggest (laughs) I I, I wouldn't recommend to anyone I think summaries you should look at if you've gone through your notes and then 
you kind of revising you know so yeah i just took the shortcut and it's not the person that i am i'm not a shortcut type of person um so i was just taking shortcuts the whole time um getting just enough done and so yeah i mean that was happening throughout the year until around september october when i really felt burnt out Uh, Mm. it, it was it was difficult to um stay awake um be it when i'm driving i'm falling asleep when i'm even at the table eating i'm even falling asleep um we're watching movies with the family i'm falling asleep uh but also even just thinking was (laughs) it it became difficult you know Mm. Um, and so yeah i reached out to a few friends uh tried getting help i also reached out to to med school um and and just tried i don't know getting some sort of solution um but unfortunately there wasn't anything that they could do immediately for me but they did Mm -hmm. give us tutors or let me rather say they gave us mentors which did help quite a bit um and in actual fact the mentor that they gave me last year is still my mentor this year and it's been an amazing amazing help uh dr mohammed patel and um I mean, it helped, but at the time, I almost feel like I, I got, I asked for help too late because I didn't, it's my first time experiencing burnout or maybe it's my first time knowing that I'm burnt out. And so I, yeah, asked help for like way too late. Um, and I just went on with the exams um, and ended up getting a 62% average at the end of the year. And so in med school, the pass mark is 60. However, you have to pass every single thing with 60 and above. So even though my overall was 62, um, there was one module that I got 58 in. And so because of that, I had to repeat everything. And so that's, (laughs) that, that brings me to obviously this year. Um, so yeah, like, like I said, um, uh, in our private conversation i had i had been praying about the whole situation after mm-hmm. the exams just before getting the results i'd been praying quite a lot um trying to um yeah just keep the faith up but at the same time i don't know something within me made peace with the fact that i might be repeating even though I had faith that I will pass, but I also mm-hmm. was at, at peace if I didn't. And I knew the reasons why I would be repeating, you know, because I was taking shortcuts throughout the year and I was cramming everything more than understanding. Learning. And at the end of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, the doctor that I know I'm going to be, um, I feel it should reflect even as a student. And I know people say I'm hard on myself. Um, you're gonna. Many people say you're gonna forget everything you've you've, you've studied um, <laughs> when you're an intern. You're gonna learn from from afresh. But I I really don't believe that. Mm. Um, I, I think that there is value in taking what I'm doing seriously. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that's just that's just the thinking that I had in my mind. That look. If I do repeat, it will be a chance for me to learn everything what I didn't last year, um, do things the proper way as as opposed to just um, 
yeah, just doing it via the shortcut. Um, and yeah, just enhancing my knowledge in, in what I love to do. So um, eventually got the results um, and, and I spoke to the parents. It was difficult because mm. I mean, I just explained to them what I just told you now that my average is 62, but unfortunately I have to repeat mm. um, because the one module was below 60. And so they were trying to get me to get a remark or, or something like that. So I just explained to them how the year had went that, look, it had been a difficult year. Um, I was juggling too much because I mean, when I started Q Fitness, HDM tutors were still in the picture. So I was running two mm. companies at the same time while studying medicine and um yeah i've never in my life been spread that then it was just crazy um so yeah i explained to my parents all of that and i told them okay this is my plan um i'm gonna uh, close down hdm tutors so that i can focus a lot more on my studies and then even with q fitness we're gonna get um a general well another manager in that can help because my brother is the general manager um so we're going to get more help so that it's it's self-sustaining and i'm not there on a daily basis so yeah that's basically what happened in the beginning of this year and we're still in the process of just getting more people in the team to run q fitness so that i can focus more on medicine but um it's been a roller coaster i won't lie it's been, um, it has been stressful, but also rewarding because I am um, working well, uh, but there is a lot of pressure, you know, just to mm. be consistent, um, stay on the ball and, and yeah, just do what I do what I love. Mm. Yeah, I've got so much to say. <laughs> but before I think I get into it, I just want to, because you touched on it a little bit, I just want to know, so how's it going this year now that you're doing it again? And then um, is there a bit more of a, I don't really like using the word balance, but is there a bit more of a difference thing from last year, just in academics versus then now pushing your, your um, business as well? So what I can say is most days there is a difference mm. um in all honesty on some days um it is like <laughs> like last year but it's it's very few days that there's a lot of um business that i have to handle and get mm. through mm, but but it's I'm, I'm making a conscious effort to change that last year i wasn't trying to fight it i was just enjoying um i was just i just had that thrill of you know this is a new thing mm. and 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 it has so much um attraction and we're helping so many people at the same time um because i genuinely love what we're doing um in q fitness you know um so yeah to answer your question it is different this year definitely is different my mindset is also different um, and I know that medicine is my priority at the end of the day. Um, it's a mistake that I, I made last year, which I should not repeat. However, there is a blessing that came out of the mistake. Um, and that blessing I do not regret. But it's, 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 um, I don't want to ever repeat again. Let me say that. 
as much as I've embraced failure the way I have, um, I don't want to, I don't aim to fail again, mm. ever. Mm. You said something very important at the end there. Just because we are people who have experienced failure and maybe to others it might look like it almost rolls off of our shoulders. It's not, it's not something that we are openly wanting to have. <laughs> it doesn't just, if it comes, let it come. It's just a matter of, I guess, having the tools in place to deal with it if it does come. But for the most part, we all yeah. want to thrive. We all want to pass. We all want to succeed. So definitely agree with you there. Um, just you, you said you said quite a bit when you were um, sharing a bit of your story there um, and I think one thing that I can kind of take I'll take from there is just the fact that even though you had a lot going on you at least were able to recognize that medicine should have still been something that like you said you gave a lot more effort to because it didn't want to be something that you just crammed um, I think it's important that even though people tell you that uh, you just want to learn from scratch when you get to the actual workplace, it's about having that foundation in place. And I know that now that I am actually in the workplace, I also got the same sort of, yeah, you know, you're going to learn as you go along. Like they literally say that um, 70% of what you you do here is going to be on the job training. And then I think they said 20% is what you learn in training. And then 10% is like from school. <laughs> And I get that, but that foundation is really important. And you are yeah. able to have something to refer to when you actually get into the workplace. So it's good that you also mentioned that. I think it's also important for the listeners to also note that as well, especially for someone who lives such a busy life. Because I know I also lived a busy life. And 2017, when I also failed, I was also doing a lot of other things. I was a house committee member of my residence. And that took that was a 24-hour job. Like I would literally get calls in the middle of the night because there was an wow. emergency. And that was twice or three times a week. So imagine like, mm -hmm. when would I sleep I had to I was properly I was proper taking care of the residents because I was my portfolio it was race facilities so it was it was a lot and but I think for me though which is what makes our stories a little bit different is that <laughs> I chose to do the HC thing and push the HC thing over accounting sciences because I knew I wasn't happy I would tell people and ugh, it was so bad I would tell people that I would literally want I would literally want to watch grass die over studying accounting because that's how unhappy I was wow. yeah that's really I mean the, the red flags were there but I still was mm. like no let me keep going um yeah. but yeah it was it was it was that deep and I pumped my everything into this whole new thing like what you said because I loved it so much and I loved my race so much and I think because I was so deeply unhappy in accounting sciences I wanted to do anything and everything else but to study um, but that's why that's why I think our stories are different. And that's why when it happened, it was almost something that was necessary. And it was one of those things yeah. where God was like, well, if you're not going to see that this is not for you, I'm going to let you feel it the hard way, which I did. Mm. And then um, I had to make the change. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, wow. I finally followed my heart after struggling and having that, once again, violent experience. <laughs> I got through that. Um, but yeah, yeah. Before we And this was in Pretoria, right? This was in Pretoria, University of Pretoria, yeah. Okay, let's see. Yeah, so before we, we move on into to the game, I just quickly want to ask you, um, throughout this whole experience and um, your six-year journey um, and failing and everything that you had to share in between, I just want to know, why did you want to share your story publicly? Um, I think it, it has to do with my purpose. Um. Mm. I, I don't believe that 
what I go through is unique to me. Obviously, there, there is certain things about my life that is um, just unique to me. But then the situation, the circumstances, the, the ups, downs, um, they're not whether they're unique or not it can always be relatable and i think just part of my purpose is just um sharing motivating and uplifting others uh for me to succeed alone it, it it's not a, a thought that um i don't know makes me happy when i think of success i think of um developing and building other leaders as well not just myself um and also just getting people through their struggle so yeah i mean i mean i just love to be there for people and i i, I just thought sharing my story would help someone yeah. yeah once again this is where our stories overlap i had a similar passion that i realized after i failed which is that like you said um I kind of knew this is something that like it wasn't it wasn't something that was unique to me there were other people who had also experienced it but for me it was like a lot of this part was never really shared I had never really been introduced or seen a platform where people were openly willing to share their failure stories so that's why you know there's that saying that says that if you can't see your story in the world then you just you you create it um mm. so that's why I was like there isn't particularly a podcast or maybe like a channel or something on social media that spoke to I failed and um, this is why I failed and I'm telling my story so that hopefully you won't have to go through it as well so I was like well then I needed something like that during the darkest moments of um, my varsity experience and I didn't have that but at least I can create this so that somebody else at least during their darkest times don't, don't have to feel um, alone so yeah, definitely relate to that. And it's definitely important that we have more people like you and even myself who's willing <laughs> to share our stories. So Yeah, I think it's it's very powerful. And even the name, I really, I really, really like the name, the breakthrough. Mm -hmm. Do you call it the breakthrough sessions or just the breakthrough? So my podcast is the breakthrough sessions, but my overall yeah. initiative is the breakthrough projects. So launching different okay. projects dedicated towards helping mm. students yeah 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 i really i really relate to that it it makes a lot of sense thank you thank you so much all right emmanuel so we're going to get into the game and the name of the game is we're not really strangers with a twist so this is a purpose-driven card game and movement all about empowering meaningful connections there are three carefully crafted levels of questions and wild cards that allow you to deepen your existing relationships and create new ones the first level is all about perception. We all make assumptions about each other, but how often do we ever put them to the test? Level one allows you to see what first impression you give off and how well you read others. So as my guest on the podcast, I want you to start by please picking a card between three and five. So since I'm the third born in my family, I'll go for three. Okay. Um, do you have any pet peeves? Do you feel with? Uh, I do, I do. There's two in particular that come to mind where I'm just like, mm, guys, no. <laughs> uh, the first thing is, I think this is the biggest thing. Uh, I'm not great on people who waste my time. 
we <laughs> I understand that you have a schedule, I have a schedule. Um, yeah. I'm I'm very every single hour of my time is accounted for. Even my hours mm. where I'm chilling, even my hours where I'm watching series, my time is very precious. Wow. <laughs> my time is very precious to me. And I respect the fact that you've got your own life going on and I have my life going on. So let's yeah. just respect each other's time. If you say we're going to meet at a specific time, we're going to meet at a specific time. If you say that 100%. we're going to go somewhere at a specific time, let's honor that commitment. But I do also understand that on the other hand, things do happen and then sometimes you need to cancel or move things around or reschedule or just... Um, tell the other person that you're going to be late or whatever that's when then communication is key i mean don't just if you say we're going to meet at one and then one passes and you don't say anything that that's what irks me the most communicate even if you communicate on the spot listen this is what's happening please give me a few minutes or this is what, what's happening can we please reschedule then i'll understand life happens but then respect my time enough with to so communicate. much fire and because I'm it's like experience. as if you have <laughs> It's like as if you have one person in particular in mind. <laughs> I was thinking of a couple of people actually when I was talking. <laughs> okay, I see. I think it was something that it built because of those people. And then it led to that one thing of, I don't like it when people waste my time. Mm. So that's a very big thing for me. Um, if you know me and you're close with me, you will respect my time. I, just as much as I will respect your time. That's just just as, that's just how it is, guys. Just as respect each other. Please, not as friends or as um a family, just as person to person. Just as people. Please. Mm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then my second one is what is my second one? Oh, this one is a tough one. I, I kind of get a bit irked when people don't respond to my messages. <laughs> um <laughs> I just feel like if we have a conversation going and there's a back and forth, next thing you just stop responding forever. What am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> and that one is tricky because I understand that sometimes people are busy, one, which I get that, completely get that. And two, also, sometimes some, a person doesn't feel obligated to respond to your message, which I totally get that. And I think that's something where I still need to learn that I don't have to almost hold a certain validation in someone responding or not responding to my messages. I think it's a bit of an insecurity. Mm. So I, I I try to learn. It's, I still sometimes get thrown back into a thing of, oh my gosh, that person didn't respond to my message. I'm so annoyed. I'm so annoyed. But I, I constantly try to, I guess, teach myself that they don't, they're not obligated to respond to me. Whether it's something deep or something like, they're really not. Even if they forget, I just have to kind of be yeah. at peace with it and sort of, okay with it because like within myself it's something that I need to deal with so yeah I think it's, it, it, it kind of stems from a, a, an insecurity I, I am working on it I'm, I've been working on it for like a good two years now and sometimes I do unfortunately fall back into that trap of oh he didn't respond or she didn't respond I'm so mm. mad ah, da, da, da. yeah so it is still something I'm dealing with <laughs> I commend you for for um saying that it's something you you're working on mm. um whether whether i agree with that or not i think if you notice something that you feel um isn't correct and you're working on it um yeah it's just a sign of humility and yeah i commend you for that mm, thank you so much yeah we're all a work in progress at the end of the day so definitely 100%. It. okay let mm. me ask you number four number four says What's something you want to learn or wish you were better at? This is a... <laughs> okay, so something 
two things that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love languages. I, I mm. think it's it's it has to do with the fact that I like to communicate, and I think language is a, a big. Um, it can be a communication barrier um, mm. if. Yeah, if you, if you don't understand what the person's saying or, or vice versa. So there are quite a few languages that I'm trying to learn and perfect. Um, so, yeah, that would be one. I don't know if you want to know specifically the languages. Yeah, sure. Um, so, so, I mean, there is Zulu that, I'm, that I've been learning for a while now, but I think I should be way further ahead than where i currently <laughs> am i've selected a bit but um yeah i want to perfect zulu um most recently i felt the need to learn Kosa. um so that's that's another language i'm going to start um learning and then besides that um it would be just the congolese languages so mm-hmm. the swahili the Zilingala. Mm-hmm. um besides for French, which is more commonly spoken. Um, so those two are the ones that I want to learn. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's the first thing that I want to learn languages. And then secondly would be the guitar. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I started learning a while. When I say a while ago, I mean over five years ago. Sure. Um, and it, this is not the reason, but I'm just explaining what happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we went for guitar lessons for a month. And then my my teacher, my guitar instructor passed away. <clears throat> and so wow. after that, we we didn't really... So when I say we, myself and my older brother, Daniel, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't get back to learning again. So um, most recently we did, uh, like, like last month. And then, yeah, level four came, came through and ruined the party. But yeah, I'm getting back to it soon. Mm. We have a lot in common. (laughs) (laughs) Is it? Yeah. So on the languages front, I've also wanted to learn a language, but then the language in particular that I want to learn is actually sign. Um, I just want to, I don't know. Yeah, I really, really, really want to learn sign. And necessity aside, because obviously it's a necessity for those who are deaf it's just there's just something so beautiful about the way that they can communicate to themselves or to each other in mm. like the special language that not a lot of people understand and I find mm. it very interesting I just find it really beautiful to see the way people sign so that's really special and then obviously also being able to talk to quote-unquote talk to a larger audience then um, being able to communicate yeah. to those who are also deaf as well so definitely something that I would love to learn um, I also need to be serious about that. I actually need to download an app. There are these free apps that you can really just learn on that. Um, so yeah, that is definitely something that I want to, that I did commit to actually in the beginning of, of this year and I haven't even started. Mm. <laughs> I need to get to the that. The problem is that the apps are free. If, yeah. if you pay for the apps, you'll definitely learn. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, actually. I'll feel it the hard way. Maybe I should commit uh. to that. <laughs> the the last thing that i want to learn how to do is code um because oh, okay. you know we're moving to well we are in the fourth industrial revolution and mm-hmm. um i think it's 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 a very essential skill um so maybe that's where my oldest brother comes in um, mm. mark because he's he's a programmer he's he's in that industry so okay um 
yeah, I'm hoping that either he teaches me or refers me to someone that can help me code. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting one. That one, uh, yeah, I can't relate to. <laughs> but I get the thinking behind it. And I there's, a, there's definitely a need for coding. There'll always be a need for coding. So I wish you yeah. all the best in that one. I actually wanted to touch on your second one where you say you want to learn to play the guitar. I think I am yeah. a, a really good testament to... Um, the fact that you're able to all to learn something. I actually um, committed to picking up the guitar in 2017 as well. And um, okay. I went the whole, um, I think I downloaded an app. Yeah, I downloaded an app. I bought the guitar and everything. I went the whole app route and it didn't really work for me. But then I heard of another girl in my residence who was a really good guitar player. And she taught me how to play guitar in like two months. That being said, I've learned how to pick it up. And then, yeah, maybe after this call, I can kind of tell you what the trick is. (laughs) Then you can do it. Because literally she told me what to do. And then it was recess. Then she told me to go for recess. And then I went for recess for like a month. And then I came back. And when I came back, I could, like, I did what she asked me to do. But she gave me some homework. I was able to do the homework. When I came back, then we started learning songs. And then I could play. (laughs) Okay, cool. Let's move on to level two. Level two is all about collection. This level digs a bit deeper. A few rarely ask questions, but warning emotions may arise. (laughs) Manuel, please pick a card between seven and nine. Seven is my other favorite number. So (laughs) seven it is. Okay, here we go. Dear friend or family member, you hurt me, but thank you for what? Um, Gosh. Thank you for making me realize that I deserve better. Mm. As, as, as someone who had also after the whole failure thing, I just came to a point in my life where I realized that certain friendships in particular that I was mm. in wasn't serving me anymore. And I think it was a trend that I've been going on for a very long time. I'm talking about these were, one was fifteen year a 15-year friendship. The other one was a good eight-year wow. friendship. And I'd realized that these friendships weren't serving me I realized that for the one friendship I was putting in most if not all the effort and that's also another pet mm. peeve of mine that like if someone doesn't put in an effort then why well, why are we still yeah. here what are we doing so that was one thing that I realized so I and then the second one was also I, I realized there was a pattern of a bit of toxicity in the second relationship mm. where it was just it was weird man I, there was just a lot of toxicity around the situation. And I just came to the point where I was tired. I was really over it. And the whole still being friends with them for the sake of, no, but we've been friends for so long. Wasn't yeah. working for me anymore. It really wasn't working for me. So I, I let go. And I, I, I peacefully told them that, because I'm also a person who believes in closure. So I told them that yeah. this is not going to work out. This is not working out. Um, I just need to move on. And unfortunately, I need to do that without you. And that's what I did. I made that hard decision. I walked away. And that was, yeah, both in 20, one was in 2017, the other one was in 2018. So yeah, definitely thank you for making me realize that I deserve better. And I I don't even regret it. Hey? Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a powerful um it's a powerful thing, you know, just coming to the realization that someone that you value so highly mm. um maybe doesn't value you or doesn't um cherish you the way you do mm. and yeah you, you have to move on it's not easy but yeah. it's part of life and we move 
Exactly. I think there were a lot of growing pains around both those situations. And, you know, there are obviously times when I feel like, did I make the right decision? Or, oh my gosh, I missed them. But I feel like those emotions, like, I feel like the the positivity that came from the whole experience trumps those emotions. So Mm. that's how I know that I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. Your turn. Okay. I'm going to ask you number nine. Number nine says, what are you still trying to prove to yourself? <laughs> this is deep. <laughs> it is about connection. Gets a lot deeper. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so, what I'm... Okay, let me first tell you what I know about myself and then okay. what I'm trying to prove. So, I mean, yeah, I've been through a lot in my life. Um there's been ups, there's been downs, but uh, I've I've always gotten through situations. So I do I do know that I I surprise myself a lot. Um, like when I look back, it's like damn, I can't believe that I was that fearless, you know. Mm. But um, and also and also I'm able to put in the hard work. But one thing I'm trying to prove to myself is that I'm able to do that consistently Mm -hmm. and not only when my back is against the wall, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I I want to, I'm trying to let go of, of the, of that status of, I don't know if I can call it, my friends have called me a comeback king. So... (laughs) can be down but I can nice. come I can make a comeback nice. but it's like I don't want to hold on to that because in order for me to to always be a comeback king it means I need to have a setback um, oh, yeah. so so I want to be great without having to come back <laughs> mm. I just want to be great uh, so so that that implies consistency yeah so that's that's the answer to this question consistency is what i'm trying to prove to myself mm-hmm. yeah that's a key one eh? definitely key one you explained it so well i had never heard of you explained <laughs> right. that way so <laughs> that's good <laughs> okay last but not least level three this is all about reflection questions are asked on past experiences manual please pick a card between 11 and 13 I'll go for 12 this time. 12. That's my favorite number, actually. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Okay. What advice would you give your younger self? Uh, sure. Um, I think above all else, keep pushing because it does get better on the other side. And yeah, you'll get to a point where you are, I guess for now, content with where you're at. It's also um, been a struggle for me to, um, I I think I had a rough life as well. And just having to always remind myself that, you know, I just get through this patch, get through this patch, get through this patch. And Mm. it's always gotten better. And I also, also in hindsight, thought back to, but I got through some of the hardest times of my life. And that is the encouragement that gets me through some of the tough times that I face now. So I think it's also a constant reminder of just telling myself that, um 
yeah, you just need to get through what you're what you're going through, and then it's gonna be just so much more amazing on the other side. And yeah, it honestly is. I genuinely would not have expected my life to be where it is today, and it really just makes mm. all the hardships of the past so much more worth it. You know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. I, and I would, if if you would ask me the same mm-hmm. question, I would probably say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just adding on to that, just being more confident. Because I mm-hmm. think um, I think confidence changes a lot, a lot of lot of outcomes. Um, exactly. You can you can do the same action, or you can you can partake in the same um, event. But um, the one person is confident and the other one is not. Mm-hmm. And the outcome is totally different. Um, yeah, you can put in the same amount of work, but mm-hmm. your confident self will present better than your the one with not no confident. confidence. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 Very, very, very good point. Um, okay. I will wrap it up with number 11. And number 11 says, what lesson should you have learned by now? (laughs) (laughs) Um, The lesson that I should have learned by now is knowing my priorities. Um, Hmm. Just having my priorities in order. And, Hmm. And I can say being true to being true to it mm. or being true to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just looking at my mistakes or um, the things that I've, like whenever I've been disappointed, mm. um, when I backtrack, it's, it's because my priorities weren't in order. Um, so yeah, if, yeah. if I can list my priorities, it's, it's, it's number one is God. Mm-hmm. Um, then after God comes my family. And when I say family, it's my family and my close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, then comes school, then business, then everything else. Mm-hmm. So that's a lesson that I should have learned by now. I could also add on to that. I think what worked for me as well was also, especially my honors year, because my honors year was a fresh start now. Obviously, I had my academic, uh, my academic record from undergrad, which was messy, <laughs> say the least. <laughs> but honors was like a fresh start to try things differently and do things differently. So I told myself in the beginning of the year as well, because I was launching this podcast and I was launching a, a whole side hustle that no matter what happens, I'm going to prioritize what's important in the time that it is important. Because mm. honestly, if I told myself I'm going to prioritize my academics for the whole year, I'd be lying to myself. <laughs> on the mm. other hand, even if I said I'm going to prioritize my side hustle as well for the whole year, I'd be lying to myself. So that's why I came I came up with that um, common ground of I'm going to prioritize what's important to prioritize in the time that it is important to prioritize it. And it worked. It really did work. So there were times when I prioritized my academics, um, especially mm-hmm. when closer on to when I was writing my tests and my exams, when I had assignments due, et cetera. And there were times when I prioritized my side hustle, my recordings, my editing, um, everything in between, advertising, et cetera, reaching out to people, et cetera. And that was what was important to me at that time. And thankfully, yeah, everything aligned. 
I don't like to use the word mm. balance because I don't really believe in balance, but yeah, everything <laughs> really aligned. So uh, prioritizing is important, definitely. So yeah. Like that, yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much for playing. That was really great. This has been an amazing, <laughs> amazing session. Um, it really has. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Before we uh, drop off, I just want to ask you if you have any social media accounts that you'd like to disclose with our listeners. Okay. Um, so I'll say I'm not on YouTube yet. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm on all the other socials. So on LinkedIn, as well as Facebook, it's Emmanuel K.S. Bope. So Bope, B-O-P-E. Um, and then on Twitter, as well as Instagram, it's eman underscore bope. So E-M-M-A-N underscore bope. Okay. All right. Perfect. I'll also then put your socials in the show notes below so our listeners can get um, easy access to that. And on that note, do you have any parting advice that you'd like to share with our listeners for anyone who is going through or went through what you went through, just in order to help them to find their breakthrough? Um, yeah, the last piece of advice I'd give is um, to try and seek for help as soon as possible. I know it is difficult um, just humbling yourself and presenting yourself as, I, I don't know, I can call it a weak being. I, I know that's how it feels, you know, when you're yeah. asking for help, but it's it really is okay. The strongest people are weak from time to time. And they are strong because they are able to deal with their weaknesses. Mm. Um, so, yeah, just seek for help as soon as possible. Uh, seek for counsel. Um, keep keep speaking and interacting with people. But obviously, don't do it in a naive manner and, and just expose yourself to everyone because mm. not everyone is there to help you, you know. Mm. Um, so that would be the one. And then the second one would be um, just just believe you need to believe in your dream. That belief needs to be stronger than, I don't know, like anyone, anyone's doubt, you know, mm. it could be your, your partner who's doubting that belief um, or that dream for you. It could be your parents. I always say, um, as long as your belief or, or, or what, what you are dreaming and you're aspiring to be, as long as it aligns with um, your, your religion, it aligns with your culture, um, you don't have to listen to anyone. Because I don't want to preach rebellion. <laughs> I'm not saying, <laughs> um, listen, screw what everyone says, uh, go out there and do whatever. I don't yeah. believe in that. Yeah. I do believe that um, as a Christian, I have certain limitations i can't wake up and just do whatever i want mm -hmm. but within those limitations i can do whatever i want within the christian belief within the african the african culture um i i i have the free realm you know mm -hmm. um because my my dad is a certain profession he might not find it fancy enough to do a certain other profession mm -hmm. and um i think that's just his opinion which i respect but if i strongly believe i can do it i'm going to do it mm -hmm. that's beautiful thank you and yeah just really incredible this has been a very 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 incredible session thank you so much for being here 100 percent. hope you have a good evening
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you learned some great insights and lessons that you can apply to your life. Please subscribe to this podcast, rate and review this episode. And do follow the Breakthrough Projects on Instagram and Facebook. For any queries or potential topic requests, please send me an email on queries.breakthrough at gmail.com. Or feel free to hit me up on my socials and I'll be sure to get back to you swiftly. Thank you once again. Until next time. This is Rufilwe signing out. Goodbye for now.